0: prophetic whenever it sounds like a rushing water because you have sunk so it is unto you that the impossible of your life you have sunk into possibility you will see manifestation of the most holy one in a dimension that you have never seen before when you sing sing by your spirit when you pray pray with your spirit when you study study with your spirit for every word that you speak before his presence in his spirit but by his holy spirit your days of renewal has begun i say your days of renewal has begun your days of impossibility is gone the king of heaven has shut down the impossible of your life, and he has stepped in into the Red Sea, patted the Red Sea before you, so that you can walk on your dry ground, he has caused your ark to rest on your ararat, so he has caused the easterly wind to blow, and your water began to recede. You will work on the, on the dry ground, and vegetation have come along your path. The turbulence of your life is over. The of turbulence is history. In the name of the Lord of hosts who lives forever and ever. Thank you Jesus. Everyone that is oppressed by the devil, lose all in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. False spirits, marauding forces it is written touch not God's anointed and may God's prophet no harm you false spirit lose out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the heart of man belongs to God the body of man belongs to God the property of man comes from the most high every place satan you are hibernating in every life I decree, God the Holy Spirit, send yourself for, against every hibernation of the devil, it is written, the stranger shall be weary, you powers of hell, I weary you in the name of Jesus, run out of your hibernation, run out of your hibernation, run out of your hibernation, there is no hiding place for you. For if the Son therefore make you free, you are free indeed. For the wind blows wherever it wills. Nobody knows where it's coming from. Nobody knows where it's going. Such are those led by the Spirit. The peace of God be with you all. Take your seats in the heavenly places. Christ with Tabernacle, your time has come. I told you yes, yesterday, I think, or two days ago. ...that I'll be telling you about the significance of February... ...and I began to share that with you. And if you are very mindful... ...you will remember that what I told you... ...it was in the month of February... ...that Jesus appeared to me... ...and showed me the revival that will take place in England. It was in the month of February... ...in an open vision... The Lord showed to me the building where Christ of Tabernacle will worship in a few days' time. And we have no connection with the building. And I announced to all the parishioners on that day, Wednesday, last Wednesday, February 1990, that you see this building that God is showing to me, the Lord said, meet me there at 2 p.m. on Sunday. And I told you, and of course you have people who are sitting there, Pastor Debbie and some of you are still here. They came to a building they know not. They came on on Sunday few days notice to a building that does not belong to them. And they had faith that we are worshipping there. But between Wednesday that the Lord spoke and Sunday I went to look for the person in charge and I met Reverend Father Owen and we gathered in front of this building which we did not pay for which we did not know anyone who owns it, which we did not sit before their committee and the man broke all rules of Anglican that anybody who will use their building by rule must apply and of course, really, I never told you this. You must send them your tenants, what you believe, which is very normal now, to using churches. Not only that, they must submit to the council who meets once in a month. And they will not have an extraordinary meeting because you want to use their property anyway. And then the following month, they will come to decide, And before your petition can be granted and effective, it will take you a prayer of three months. However, when God speaks and when He reveals, it is impossible for those things not to happen. The prophet that speaks and it does not happen, the Lord said, is not the prophet of God. One of the things I cherish so much in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3, the last verse, is that God continued to reveal himself in Shiloh to Samuel, and his word did not fall to the ground. The same thing was spoken about Moses. His word does not fall to the ground. And this is how we started Christ with Tabernacle. No leaflets, no radio jingle, no billboard, nothing. This is the reason why I have problem with those who say we are launching a church and they are inviting you there. I never go to a place like that because God is not there. Man does not launch God. It is God who launches man. Everywhere CFT have been planted it's just as in the book of Acts. If God sends you, why do you need men to launch you? Why? It is a wrong order. Show me one man in the Bible that God sent, and he went to campaign for men to come and launch him. Abraham is one of them. God said, leave everybody behind you, so that you know that I'm God. And God proved himself. Moses was one of them. He was sent the, J- the Jethro's uh, 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 flock when the Lord appeared to him. He never went to Jethro to come and launch me or help me. Therefore, everyone who is in the practice of such, I doubt your calling. I am very confident that if the Lord calls a man, the God who calls a man will not permit the man to say a word like that. For he said, I will not give my glory to man. And if anybody invites you to such a luncheon, you better make sure you don't go there because you are going to a place that God is not. I will together. When the Lord Jesus came to this world and He was baptized and He was driven by the Holy Spirit to to, to the the, uh, uh, um, the Mount of Temptation Have you ever read that And Jesus returned and He told His brothers and sisters to launch Him? No, Luke 14 rather said, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit and the new spread Anything born of God overcomes the world so if anything was born of man, it shall fail. That's the reason why most of them that you launch churches, they, they are short-lived and they will away and be no more. Because we don't help God to launch God. Somebody tried to help God, his name is called Uzzah. When they were bringing the ark of God to Jerusalem, and as they were dancing, the, the ark stumbled, and Uzzah tried to help God that the, the ark would not fall. God struck him dead there, that no man helps God. This is Christ's free tabernacle for you. So if you belong to this house, the legacy of this house you must know. The origin of this house you must know. You must be bold to let people know, as it was in the scripture, it is in our church. The Bible says, Let he that had money boast not of his money, let he that has fame boast not of his fame, but let he that boast boast in the fact that he knoweth me, says the living God. And people who are called, God backs them up. And they cannot be undone. So Christ's faith tabernacle have come to stay. And no man can undo Christ's faith tabernacle. Somebody say amen. You know I always speak. When I speak across the globe. I always tell them that. I am confident in my member. Do you know why? You know the Lord. You know the Lord. You know the word. I'm confident of you because. Anybody who knows the word is a custodian of the word. And your heart is not for man, but for the Lord. So let the devil do his worst. He will fail. He will fail. He will fail. <laughs> Satan will fail. I think I was sharing with someone today. I told them that when I went to do crusade in Ejebu, people came to my my crusade with with um, pool of the shrine. They were oddly to so the kings. They came with the kings. These are people who have been oppressing the king with demonic power. They will not let the king rule. They have to dictate to the king, all the kings. When the kings decide to do something contrary to them, they will say the oracle said you cannot do it. And the kings have been slaves under this from the day they were enthroned. And they were so... Uh, will I say... <laughs> Not indignant, they were just so so foolish as to come to my meeting, escorting the king, bringing the most of their power, the Asherah pole that should be in the shrine, they brought it. Then they put in their mantle, which many people fear. And so when I saw that in my meeting, I said to the person that I told them I was fuming with, 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 with anger. You know when Jesus drove the buyers and sellers out of the temple? It is in anger. And was filled with anger saying, Are these people, do they not have eyes? How dare them defile or confront the God of Israel? I said, Today heads we roll. And then I came to the pulpit and I said, I greet you all, the powerful. Greet you all, the rulers, the kings. Today, My topic is, who is God? Everybody took a breath. That this guy is looking for trouble. Little did they know that I was not looking for trouble, I'm looking for war. Then I began to talk to them about their gods. Because I grew in it. I grew from it rather. Not in it. I grew in the Lord. But I grew from that family. And there is nothing about their gods I don't know. Because my father was the high priest. Beyond the high priest. Then I began to talk about the origin. In the beginning. God created. And then I told them. The God who created. What do you call him? He is Jesus. Because the Bible says. By him all things were created. And for him alone. And I began to talk about thrones and dominions. And then I said. If any one of you speak for Satan, stand up. Nobody there. Nobody there. The king said they looked behind. And all their strong men became. (laughs) I said to them, if you have demonic power, I beg you, kill me or kill somebody on this stage, if you can these are people that when they walk on the street, the villagers run away from them. They were shaking with fear. Hello, hello. Let he that boasts, boast in the fact that he knew it me, says the Lord. By this time, all the poles they were holding fell to the ground. All of them. The mantle on their shoulder dropped. Nobody knew. They were so arrested by the presence and power of the Most High that the shaki fell off their shoulders and they were shaking like leaves. By the time I finished talking about the Sovereign Lord, Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Prince of Peace. The Lord of Lords. He that created the heavens and the earth. And yet, he lived in lonely man. In earthly vessel. When I said, if you want to accept this Jesus, stand up all the kings together. Simultaneously. Without consultation. They raised their two hands up. Let me tell you. From that year till today, the kings are still having king's fellowship. They told all these people who are useless principalities, no more in my palace. They said to me, Apostle, why will we not accept your Jesus? You confronted these people. We expected them to show their power, but they were paralyzed. paralyzed. Mm. They said, even you begged them to kill, they couldn't kill. I said you kill somebody I will get him up. They couldn't kill. Do you know something? What you see of me, that's what you are. Not less, that is what you are. I say that is what you are. They that know their God, they will do what? They will do what? You only need to follow me as I follow the Lord Jesus. For therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. For what? In Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life set who free? Set who free? Set who over there free? Set me free. Romans 8 went to further the same. What the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the flesh. Jesus, in one blow, took it to the cross, the flesh, crucified it on the cross, and buried it on the gra- under the grave. And on the third day, he rose again in this bodily form, but the new glorified body, so that everyone who believe in him can walk in the same power. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. Tells you that power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted on Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him in the right hand of God. However, chapter two verse six of Ephesians says, three verse six says no two verse six that is one One nineteen and then 2 6 says you also have been raised with christ and seated with him in the right hand of the father in the heavenly places far above what principalities far above what power far above what rulers of darkness or spiritual hosts of wickedness or any title that could be given in this age or in the age to come come on now put your hands together for jesus If you are born again today, you are no more in this earthly realm. You assume your seat at the right hand of God. The purpose of these three days is therefore the whole creation has been waiting with eager expectation for for you, for you, for you, for you, for you, for you to manifest. And your time of manifestation is now. Now. Don't let Intimidate you with any power that is useless. Don't let anybody intimidate you. Apart from the power of Christ, every power is nonsense. I have proved it in Nigeria. I proved it in India. I proved it in Jamaica. When we had to face AK-47 and the Yadis. By the second day, the head of Yadis... His head fell on my shoulder, weeping, accepting Jesus with tears. Who is he that will stand against you? Or what can be against you? If anything happens to you, God permitted it. Because we must go through testing, too. Before a person becomes a general from recruit, he will do many tests. Isn't it? Don't let your tests intimidate you. And don't let anybody intimidate you because you are going through your course. You will get there. Come on now. (laughs) I say you will get there. Whether people believe in you is useless. Whether they don't believe in you is nonsense. As long as you believe in yourself. Why? Do you believe in yourself? You believe in the one who dwells in you. Let God be true. Let all man be one. So any man that says anything to you that the Bible did not tell you is what? Is what? Is what? A what? Not white lie or black lie. He is a liar. Listen to me. So in this season, what God is saying is so clear to us. We ended up yesterday... Expounding 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, chapter 1 verse 19. We we started from 1 Corinthians, go back to 1 Corinthians. We we went Romans chapter, chapter 8 verse 29. That is the first one we did. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. I think let's read that together, shall we? So who did God for you? I can understand you. Alright, first Corinthians chapter two verse nineteen. Let's know verse nine. However, you. do you love him? so your eyes will see your ears will hear and your mind will conceive now just for ten minutes I will help you this ear eye and mind your eyes your ear and your mind eyes to see ears to hear and your mind yes if you look at therefore Your eyes and your ears have their roots in your mind. Your mind is the entrance to your heart. Don't forget. For anything to enter your heart, it must be processed by your mind. And what your mind did not accept in processing can never sit into your heart. So, that is the reason why faith comes by what? Yes. Yes. And the hearing is by what? The word of God. But faith has its root in your mind and your heart. For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth utters. Therefore, your mind is the central processing unit. Your heart is the deposit. That is where you have your memory. Then your mouth is like your keyboard, your ears and eyes. Therefore, to protect your mindset, overhaul your mindset, Develop your mindset, so that your ear will hear right, your eye will see correct, and your mouth will speak the word, the voice of God. It is embedding your mind in the word. It is by protecting your heart, so that anything you hear or you see... Cannot come out of your mouth until your mind had judged it by the word of the living God. Okay? And then, send it to your heart. So that when you speak in your mouth, you are speaking from your heart, not from your mind. Because Jesus says, the word you speak is spirit. So, if you don't process every air and sight in your mind, then you will send to your hearts contaminated information. And that's what Bible says, Jesus said, out of your heart comes adultery, comes evil, comes slander, and all this stuff. However, a believer, because you have the mind of Christ, you are not supposed to be a victim of those agents of Satan. They are the gifts of of the devil but they cannot have access to you in you until your mind accept them cooperate and collaborate with them and accept them as truth and that is what you call stronghold I can't understand a born again afraid of Satan can you imagine that but of course some born again do you know what happened I cannot say My opinion, now, maybe I'm right before the law, and I think I am, is this. If anybody calls himself a believer of Christ, and is afraid of demonic power as to kill him, the fact is that, that person, one, might not have been saved, but he has been going to church. Do you know what? The Bible says you are not given the spirit of fear, Therefore, if somebody operates in fear It must come from somewhere Suddenly, if the spirit God has given to you Which is not of fear, is in you How could you fear the devil? You can fear other things, but not the devil You can fear governments Somebody may stand before you say, want to shoot you At a level of faith, you can fear them But when you go mature You will tell him, shoot your gun Am I talking to somebody? But when Satan or anyone threatens you with demonic power and you, the first thing that happened to you is fear went to your spine. Check your salvation. And if it is there, check your knowledge of the world. You are a baby Christian. A baby Christian is not somebody who is young in God. It's somebody who, no matter how old you are in God, you don't know the Word of God. You don't know the Word of God. You can read the Word of God, quote the Word of God, and yet you don't know it. Mr. Satan quoted the Word of God to Mr. Jesus. But when Satan will interpret that word, he was talking nonsense. And Jesus had to use the word to correct Mr. Satan that, Mr. Satan, it is not possible for you to understand the word because the word is spirit. And you do not have that spirit in you. Those who can understand the word are the people who have the spirit that wrote the word. Am I talking to you? So Mr. Satan had to depart from him. So, if you are a Christian, and you are threatened by demonic power, and that gives you some fear, it is because you do not know the Word. Why didn't you know the Word? You have not studied the Word. Oh, but I read the Bible every day, I read Psalm 25, I read Psalm 35. Yeah, you read the Word, but you have not studied the Word. There is no way in the Bible that tells you to read the Word. It says, study to show yourself a work workman. The word study is different from the word read. The difference is this you study with your heart, you read with your mind. Anything you read with your mind, you will forget. Anything you read with your heart, you will remember. Am I talking to you? Yes, sir. There are some people who have sharp memory, they always remember things, they them remember. It's because when they listen, they listen with their heart. They have disciplined their heart to listen rather than their mind. That's the only difference. But others now have to reread those things again and again until they now con- communicate with their hearts into it and it, it sticks. Therefore, guard your heart. It is the wellspring of what? Life. How do you guard it? Your mind. Casting down every vain imagination and taking every thought captive. Therefore, we are ready now for sight and we are ready for hearing. You will hear and you will see. But can I say that as I stop now, I want to I want to get some people to share testimonies. Let me tell you the God who has been speaking by visions, open vision, and prophecy in CFT from the first day, has he departed? Has he changed? No. Do I tell you when I used to see? No. Pray for me that my eyes be open now. Do you know why? He that l- sets his hand on the plow and looks back is not fit. I didn't come to Jesus because I had problem. And even if I had problem, his problem that brought me is the transport. But Jesus is Jesus not because he solved my problem. He is Jesus because he is Jesus. He is my Savior because He is my Savior. He is my Maker because He is my Maker. Though my adversity may be the transport to take me to Him, my frustration may be the transport that took Him to Him. But I give God the glory for my transport that brought me to the knowledge of my only true God. And I worship Him, not because He solved my problem, because I, only because He's my God. And I want to ask the Lord, what is your problem that I may solve? Because I have a short time on earth. What is your problem? And he will tell you my problem is I created human beings in my image Satan polluted them Who shall go for us or who shall we send So I will say here am I Send me Which means, If I'm going as he sent me It does no matter what's out on my way I pick it out Whether the devil or no devil I kick it off I march over it Mountain I climb Because he sent me And the same thing with you Put your problem aside, let your problem diminish in the presence of the magnanimous God. <laughs> the love of God is ginormous, so great and so deep, to the extent that some say it is infinitesimally close. Excuse me, somebody, infinitesimally close. That is, it, the closest is infinity. That is what is infinitesimally close. It, the closest is infinity. Now, if the beginning of the love of God is infinity, I wonder what it would be when we see Him face to face. And then we know Him as we ought. Let me tell you this. That Jesus is not Apostle William Jesus. He is your Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah, somebody. For God so loved Alfred, and He gave His only begotten Son. What about you? I cannot hear you, church. For God so loved Alfred. Put your name there. God so loved Alfred. He gave His only begotten Son. That if Alfred believed in Him, He will not... Will not perish but have what everlasting life that is God for you. So you are not have everlasting life, it means we never die. Someone says, Me that but, but 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 what but 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 God loves you, but, but 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 God died for you. Yeah, yeah, I was a bad boy. Hey. Do you have my boxing photograph there? I was talking to a youth recently. I said, do you know that apostle was a boxer? I said, what? I said, yeah. Come, come, come. Look at my, my box. I beat everybody on the rim by the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, in those days, I just beat everybody down. I just give everybody a knockout. Not knockout. With a very good footwork however the case may be i did not recognize that we wrestle not against blood. <laughs> hey, man we wrestle not against flesh and blood but now, I can't kill a fly, but I can bust the brains of the devil. I don't want to hear Satan mess up anywhere. He has no right on this earth. When God, when the children of God were gathered in Job chapter 1, it says that Satan was there. When God asked him, why are you here? He said, I have been marauding to and fro." So, don't let Satan rest in your house. Your house is not a guest house for the devil to rest. Hallelujah, somebody. If somebody knocks your door, you open and the devil, kick him out. He kick him out. You know what I mean by that? (laughs) You understand? When you are talking and Satan is trying to creep in, you know that the devil is coming in, isn't it? So what do you do? You keep your mouth shut, isn't it? Yes. Isn't it? In the front of your house, put there, Satan, no entry. Holy Ghost, you are welcome. Okay? So, whatsoever is what? Lovely. Whatsoever is of good report. If there be any what? Virtue. Any praise. Consider ye these things. Isn't it? Which means, you don't consider offense. You don't consider hate. You don't consider hearts. You don't consider gossip. You don't consider what Jesus will not consider. am I talking to you you have him already you have him already we bless the Lord that he has given us eyes to see and we shall see he has given us ears to hear and we shall hear he has given us a mind of God a mind of Christ so that we may conceive and understand The secret things of God Beginning from the unveiling of the scriptures To understanding destiny Shall we stand up together Lord breathe your breath Upon everyone under my voice Lord breathe your breath Upon everyone under my voice Hey my God Breathe your breath Upon everyone under my voice Like a wave of the sea Like the storm in the midst of the ocean carry us in the breath of your Holy Spirit oh God thank you Lord because it's done in Jesus name we pray please be seated now those of you who have testimonies I want uh, the woman who wanted to give testimony on Sunday to come in and give her testimony and how many of you give testimonies on um, overcomers nights who are here now because those, those testimonies were not captured. Anyone stand up? Anyone who give testimony in the overcomers? Right? All right. Okay. Alright, you know what, I will sit down there and I want to come and give your testimony one after the other, and also I will say this, Um, we start from you, where is your husband, is he here? Okay, your testimony must be straight to the point because you want to know what happened to you What you know when you give testimony if you had a problem and God solved it you need to let us know that problem this is the problem I had I've had it for X number of years these are the steps I've taken you know And this is what led to what God did. And that within three minutes you can give all that. But don't tell us the stories that you went to America and then they prayed for you all over the place. God didn't do it. You know that kind of testimony? You know if they prayed for you and god did not do it it, it, it it did not happen it does not interpret that god didn't do it it only interprets that there is a time for everything under heaven i would together so that you don't demean the anointing of god but when the time comes what did what did you do what did god do and this happened that kind of thing they will get it now so where is the other microphone please
1: praise the Lord praise the Lord and give a bit of volume is that fine are you okay with this mic yes
2: good evening church Um, I'm here to return all the glory to God It's been a journey of nothing less than a decade
0: Can you give her volume please? Mm -hmm. I want somebody who knows about that system to do that Just speak into your microphone Okay, good evening church That's better
2: Okay Um, I'm here to return all the glory to God He's a faithful God He does what He says He will do when He wants to do it So, I got married like over 10 years ago and I was just relaxed that, oh yes, you know, it was going to happen in God's own time. I went to law school just after I got married. That was like almost two years. And I just rested in God that it will happen. Third year, fourth year, I'm like, okay, God, I know I'm quite strong in my faith in you, but what's going on? But however, if you want to use me to announce your glory, go ahead, you know and um, we're in Nigeria, we're here and then we relocated to Nigeria some years later we came back here and we're just trying it. Now, I'm going to be very factual each time we went to the doctors, you know, they were always saying we're fine, this and that but one thing they never told me that I never knew and until I came back here was that I had blocked fallopian tubes I didn't even think of it that, you know, fallopian tubes, like my mind didn't go there So. I'm being very factual because of my other fellow sisters who could be trusting in God and who may not necessarily think of these sort of things, you know. So, when the doctor said to me here that, you know, I had blood, I was like, no, no doctor has ever said that to me. And I've had access to very good medical care, even in Nigeria. So... I was coming to apostle myself and my husband at some point. I had so many challenges. Oh my God. But you see, when God said it was time, I worked with doctors, you know, and lo and behold, in a way that I never expected it, it happened. I conceived for her with the help of the doctors, and here I am to return all the glory to God, to thank mommy, to thank apostle. I remember one night, I had to say this because um, when you want something and you're really pushing with God you have to be very straightforward you have to be very open you mustn't deceive yourself I think it was sometime in December 2021 Apostle and um, Reverend Numa were about to go home. We're in the green room. And I said to them, they won't go home that day until they call God down for me to conceive. I think I took them by surprise all the way because they had already carried their bags. They were going. I said, you are not going home today, sir. You will say this prayer. And I just want to thank God that here I am returning all the glory. And here we have our daughter. My second testimony, uh, this has to do with my work. <laughs> I think on Sunday, Apostle was praying you will not lose your job, you will not lose your job, you will not lose your job. I work in finance, I work in one of the global banks. Out of the blue on Wednesday, a colleague of mine, an ex-colleague actually, because she moved to another area of the bank that I, I work in, said to me, have I heard what's happening? I said no. She said there was a global call at 4 p.m. the previous day, which was a Tuesday. And um, she called my team people and find out... If if were affected so whilst I was going on maternity leave, I was paired with a buddy who gives me updates on what's going on that I need to know within our company. And then she told me that yes, a lot of people are being made redundant, high inclusive. And she's been in the bank 20 years. So I was like, what's she going to do? You know, she said she's going to try and reapply for any available uh, openings. And also she try out that department because she doesn't want to leave the bank. But... I want to thank God that my job was secured. My job was secured partly also because I was on maternity leave so they have to protect my job if I was at work if I had not gone on maternity leave I could have also been made redundant but I just want to thank God that the word in this house it comes to life it comes to action God is here if you are still two minds I strongly 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 encourage you and another thing I must say to encourage coming to church regularly during my journey of um, this fertility uh, waiting there was a sister in church that we're on the journey together and one of the Sundays that because I usually go to New Cross and then come to Cathedral for the joint, she said something to me um on that Sunday morning after service and that changed the trajectory of my journey entirely because I would never have thought she said to me don't let those doctors um just dismiss you and go like that. Tell them they need to do this more test. They need to do this. They need to do that. So I want to thank God I came to church that morning. Because she didn't, if I didn't come to church that morning, and she didn't insist that I should go back to the doctors and find out further information, I probably wouldn't be here by now. So Sister Rosemary, I want to stand here before church and thank you so, so much for contribute for God using you and contributing to my journey. To God be the glory. I'm just going to do one more thing that's between me and God in the presence of his people whilst I hand over the mic
3: oh, okay
4: Good evening, church. Um, I'm here to testify of God's goodness and um, favor in my life. And so my testimony starts from last year. Um, So during the summer last year, my supervisor said to me um, that she wanted me to, um, to write a paper based on some of my results of my research and to get it published. And at first I was um, a bit nervous because I've never done anything like that before. So I didn't even know where to start. But I thought, okay, let me give it a, give it a try. So I wrote the first draft. She had a look at it. She said, no, it's not good enough. You know, make, make more corrections, amend it, you know, do some more work to it. Um, and it was actually two papers that I, ha- I was working on at the same time. So I was going back and forth on both papers. i would correct the papers, send it back to her. And then she would say, make more corrections. So we were doing that for months and months. And it came to the point that I was, tired I was tired of working on those papers but eventually I sent her both of the papers and then in August or September she messaged me that she was going to email the papers um, to a very high-ranking journal so I said okay that's fine so she sent them so she um, submitted the papers to the high-ranking journal so I forgot about this I was just working on my research and then in December she emailed me the response from the journal papers so they said um, one of the papers was um, needed minor corrections and then the other paper needed Major corrections, But at that time in December, I was very, very busy because um, I had my um, 20-month review coming up in January. So, I, so my workload was a lot on me that, that um, December. So I just put the email to one side. I said, okay, I'll work on that later on. So I was just focusing on um, preparing myself for the 20-month review. So I had to um, um, update my thesis, um, include all my, um, my current results that i would gotten from my research, do all the analysis, the critical evaluation and everything else and then I also had to um, do my thesis plan, plan my future work that would take what I had to do to finish the PhD program, the methodology, so everything I had to do. And then I also had to um, do my professional development plan as well so I had to get all that done. And at the same time she said to me, um, because we were sponsored by the European Commission, so every three months I had to do a report for the funders to give them updates of what I've been doing so far, the results, the analysis so unfortunately for me the report deadline was in January so I had to get the reports done as well so I just felt so pressurized um, at that time Um, but thankfully my husband was around from Nigeria so he was able to help me out with the children because my my main um, problem at that time was the lack of time because in the morning I'll take the kids to school then from there go to the university do my work then leave at 4 30 or maybe 4 p.m. to get back pick them up from the after school club then come home and um, they may majority of my PhD colleagues, they don't have children, so they have enough time to work on their PhD research. Um, so I was very pressurized and limited with time. Um, but thankfully, my husband was around, so he helped me a lot with the children, dropping them, picking up, so I was able to focus on my work. So come January now, I did the, the minor corrections to one of the papers, and I submitted it back to my supervisor, and I just forgot about that. And I focused working on my, um, my thesis and getting myself ready for the, 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 um, the review. So um, the day of the review was on a Monday. My husband was traveling back to Nigeria on the Sunday, and then the Saturday as well was my, my niece's first birthday. So that weekend was just gone. I couldn't do much work. I had planned to, you know, get myself prepared for the review. But I had so many things that weekend, and they were all equally important. So I couldn't, you know, I really had to attend everything. So come Monday now for the day of the review, I was so nervous. I was like, God, please help me. I know I've prepared, but I didn't feel like I had prepared enough. Um, so I just said, God, please give me wisdom, give me knowledge, grant me favor with these reviewers. And the reviewers consisted of two um, um, professors and also a senior lecturer. So I had to present my work to them. So I presented my work to them, and then they asked you questions based on your work, your results, and everything else. And then one particular um, professor, he's very technical, so he kept asking me about all the technical aspects of my research, and at one point, you know, I wasn't giving him the right answers, so he kept pressuring me, so what? what is it, what is it? So I was going around and around in circles, but then eventually, I was able to give him the answer um then then they, they, i had to leave the the presence i had to leave them for a few minutes and then they they, call, they came back to me later on But praise be to god um i came they gave they gave me the good news that i passed the review so i want to give god the glory i want to give god all the praise because it was only by the the glory of god and the the, the goodness of god i was able to pass that review because the whole weekend I, I didn't have time to prepare and then also for the paper i also got the good news from my supervisor saying that the paper was published in one of the very high-ranking journals so I'm just so 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 thankful to God for that so praise be to God so now I'm I'm working on the second paper that has the major corrections and I know that God has done it before he will continue to do it and that he'll give me the wisdom and that this one as well will be published to the glory of his name thank you
5: church. In Jesus' name, I want to give a very te- a testimony. Over 30 of us went to Nigeria during December, and we were very nervous because all of us were staying in different, different places. And I was because even all the houses that they stayed, I took an apostle to announce. Uh, anointing or I make sure that no matter how early they get there, I get there before them, and I go and anoint the houses and um, the people that were there. And I kept, even before then, I was praying and fasting, because most of the people there, they don't really believe. I'm still praying for their salvation. But my testimony is when we wanted to live. That, myself. My friend, my sister told me, Bimbo, don't stay so you won't uh, miss the flight. Go and book an hotel near the airport, just 30, uh, 10 minutes to the to the airport. I did. Woke up early with my friend that was going with me, my uh, uh, and a childhood friend, a girlfriend, and we got there. To so my surprise, one man that the devil used, she just came to meet me. Madame, Madame, they're not using, a, not taking a, they're not to go back again. I said, please, I'm not taking it with me. If I have anything that I have, they have to take back, they will use it to take it back. He refused. He took us to, to the further end of the place. So, call long story short. I've already heard my testimony. He said to me, we were there. Even though normally I should go to the counter and leave my friend with the load. But I don't know what held me there. I was there. But the time we got there, they said to us, we are very, very sorry. The counter is closed. Before it took care of our eye, they've all left the I left. I said, "What?" Then one of the men uh, said to me, "Because we are over 50, that is not really that because of any uh, late debt or anything. That they overbooked the flights. The after a week, I went to their to their office. When I got there." I got there 10 o'clock exactly. One of the men told me, Madam, we are there, very sorry. They can't find your e-number. We can't find your e-number. So your own is a different case. But fortunately, the manager is asleep. I said, at 10 o'clock? Okay. The manager didn't wake up until 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. To sit to, to, to my case. The other one, when I was going again, the flight was canceled, was uh, delayed. 12 hours in Nigeria. Six hours in Casablanca. I left Lagos 11 p.m. on Friday. I didn't get to London until 7:30 a.m. on Sunday. Can you believe that? But I, I, I was so fatigued. The, the <laughs> say, I should tell you guys the airline I used is Air sorry You won't use it anymore. They were very, very, very. Oh, I won't say the word. I'm on. I'm online. But to God be the glory. I thank God that even though a journey that takes six hours took over 23 hours. I thank God that I arrived safely in England. I have to thank you, Daddy and Mommy. Especially Mommy, she's really a mother in Israel. She kept calling me, giving me assurances that she's not worried. Mommy, uh, because what really pained me was that I wanted to come for the, um, to the, for the crossover night. Uh, this time my children, I've never done that. But, on, uh, but on, uh, on Christmas, I was telling everybody, I can't wait for any other thing, you know. Let me, wait. Let me go for my course overnight. So everybody will say, ah, she's, going for, she's a mother, she's a no mother, she's yeah, Jesus. What I go, she's going for a course overnight. She can't come for anything. But fortunately, I missed the advice. Uh, uh, was delayed. Twelve hours in Nigeria and six hours in Casablanca. I didn't get to, It one that, that might take six hours, took over 32 hours. So, all my brothers and sisters, help me to thank God that all of us that went, we all came back safely. Help me say, 12 hallelujahs. Hallelujah! 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 God is good all the time.
6: Praise the Lord. Well, My testimony is about my personal life and the peace of God. Well, I came into the UK a few years ago, that's 2009, and the time I joined, what I met in the church was that everybody was going back to school, so I also went back to school. And by the time I finished, or by the time, by the year I was finishing, that was when the Apostle was teaching us about VUCA. So little did I know that I would need to apply this into my life. I finished studies in 2018 until, fast forward till 2023. 2023 was when I got what I could call a good job and that brings to my mind the third stanza of our hymn I will say it in Yoruba then I'll translate it it says that is for the faith that conquers and hope that can never dim and this wouldn't have been possible if not what God says in Philippians 2.13 that it is God who works in us to act and to will and to act according to his good purpose so i thank him for the peace throughout that journey and along the line i want to thank apostles and mommy uh, for the platform i was given to to thrive i would say and to be happy because there is frustration in you knowing some things, how to do some things, but not having the privilege to do it. But I thank you, sir, for the, for the opportunity. And I also want to thank, well, there are a lot of people I need to thank, uh, I say Pastor Tayo, Pastor Shegun, Pastor Fumi, and my son and my wife for bearing with me all the while. So I say thank you, God.
0: Tell us, what course did you study? Here. Yes. I studied architecture. And what did you come out with? Is it uh, first degree or... No, I... You finished your BA. Yeah, I, when I came go...
6: here, I had to start from, from to zero. That's from extended degree. So I did first degree, then I did master's. Thank
7: Good evening Church. So my testimony is about God's mercy and healing. Um, So it was It started off um, around about the New Year's Eve. I injured my foot. I'm not sure, but that's another explanation. Um, But a lot of things just happened very quickly. So I'll fast forward to when I started feeling the pain on my right toe. That's on the 2nd of January. So by the 3rd, I was in so much pain, I couldn't put my right foot on the floor. I couldn't move my two small toes. And without experiencing what I was experiencing, Experiencing excruciating pain. From then on, I was on painkillers 24 7. I made a decision that I wouldn't join prayer on Zoom. Apostle had told everyone to switch on their cameras, and I was one of those who had their cameras off because of the pain I was going through. So I decided I would join the prayer on YouTube. I messaged Pastor Tayo briefly, explaining what, I was going, what was going on, and that I wouldn't um, be able to be on Zoom, so um, I may not be able to lead prayer. But I wanted to make sure that the pain will subside. So, as I settled this decision in my mind, the Holy Spirit said to me, "Wendy, is it not your foot? Is it your foot that's in pain, or is it your mouth?" Um, I said. Yes, Lord, it's my foot. And he says, so why do you want to change the pattern of your service because of the pain in your foot? Am I not greater than your pain? I paused and I said, I'm sorry, Lord, and I remembered who God is in my life. So I reset the thoughts that I had and I went back to my usual discipline. But the pain only increased. By Thursday the 5th, I was thinking ways of getting myself to the hospital. The ambulance were on strike. Um, I discussed with my sister various ways to get me out with a taxi. But it just seemed so difficult. I didn't even know how I would get out of bed, let alone go down the stairs. But I thank God that on that night apostle prayed from Isaiah 3324 and as he was praying on this scripture he began to speak various situations and he said if you are sick in your body begin to move around if you are not able to walk begin to walk what your infirmity wants you to do refuse to do it don't stay on your bed get up and get out of your infirmity by faith command the pain to die in your legs you must not be bound by pain. Rise up in your pain and walk around. I didn't even think about the pain at that stage because Apostle's voice just sounded like an army commander in my ears. I was so compelled. I just got up and I obeyed. It was so automatic. I remember saying out loud he's speaking to me. I switched off my camera. I got up and I just began walking up and down my room praying commanding and declaring. When the healing prayer finished that's when I realized that my foot that couldn't touch the ground was actually on the floor and I was walking. I felt a release in my foot and it became flexible and the pain went down from 100 to 10 in that moment of prayer. So I just want to thank God that he took away the pain at a time when I didn't even know what to do. And from that time on I was able to walk around still limping with some pain but from that day I didn't need to take any more painkillers. So my mom had been checking on me every day. um, And when she heard that my pain went after prayer, she told my sister, my sister called me and she said, Wendy, you know, I have asthma, you know, I have eczema, you know, I have, and she listed a number of things. And she said, please send me the link to your prayer line. So she joined on Zoom all the way from South Africa. And my mom was so relieved and overjoyed. And I just praise God for what God did out of that situation. Thank now, just to go to part two of my story, um, obviously now I'm limping, I can walk around. I was able to go to the GP without calling the ambulance. So and I thank God that when I went, I was told that my toes were not broken, as I had suspected. But when the doctor examined my foot, she was so sure that there was something wrong with my foot. Even I had, I had the exact symptoms that she was describing. And I, she kept checking and she kept telling me, I think this is what you're going to have to do. This is what we're to going to have to do and she told me that I need to go to the hospital and get an ultrasound done so I left the surgery and I just couldn't shake it out of my head that something was going to happen on my foot but I rebuked that spirit in me that was telling me something is wrong when I got home I googled this condition that she said and I said no God this can't be I know the plans you have for me I know what I use my foot with in, in the house of god i 'm an asher. I need to be in service. I cannot have this happen to me. However, even though you know the doctor had said that something was going to happen in due course, I decided that i wasn 't going to keep that in my heart so I did I went again um, to the doctor, I think it was in the same week where my foot was still I was still having some pain, and I, when I went back, the second doctor, she was a different lady, she said to me you are definitely going to need um, surgery or an injection in your foot so I'm actually going to fast-track this procedure so that when you come from the ultrasound you go straight away and get this procedure done so the process went on I went for the ultrasound scan the doctor at the hospital checked my foot and there was no nerve damage as they were expecting they were also suspecting a blood clot that may have gone onto my foot they couldn't find anything over 15 Minutes, he kept on looking for something and he couldn't find it he said I may, I may have a fracture a very small fracture on the very small bones in my toes so I needed to go for an x-ray but I told him I said you know what you've been looking on my foot all this time I know exactly what has happened God has healed me I've been praying about this situation and telling God that I don't want any surgery I don't want any medical intervention and the doctor looked at me and he just said oh that's really nice and I said yes I know my God has done this for me so I left the hospital and I went my way. Now, after this, um, I had obviously the, the x-ray to go to. So when I went for the x-ray, um, they checked my, my, uh, the bones and they couldn't find anything wrong with me. I'm currently now, I've just been uh, referred to the physiotherapist. But all along throughout this whole process as I was going through the pain and the agony and then the pain relief from God. God was, is healing, He was healing me day by day my foot was getting stronger I remember when I testified on Friday I actually came in my, my prayer was God I need to be in the house of God on Friday for overcomers so I managed to get in I took a taxi here I managed to get in and as I was walking around serving the pain was not there I remember there was a little boy he was running around and I think he was running towards the apostle and I had to catch him I found myself running quickly and I thought did I run so it was amazing and I just want to thank God because what God did for my through my foot was bring me closer to God number one number two he brought my family who are all not saved they all believe in God but they are religious about it but I'm so grateful that they now know this God that I serve they think I'm extra but I know why I'm extra because I am a child of God I can't deny who I am so I I just want to thank God that I'm here today. I've been serving since last week, Friday, on my feet, and everything is just getting better and better, and I know I'm healed completely. In Jesus' name. Apostle, I just want to thank you. Thank you, sir. Mommy, thank, thank you.
8: Good evening, church. Be very careful what you wish for or what you pray for with regards to the Holy Spirit, because I remember saying, "Oh Lord, if I was, if I get another chance to do this testimony, I'll do this, I'll do that." So I must fulfil my promise. Right, everyone, please join me. Praise the Lord. Okay, thank you so much. Right, um, my testimony. Apostle said this year, we will do things with ease. What has been difficult before will be easy. I'm here to say I have, I have and still am experiencing ease in every area of my life, my business, my role as a wife, my role as a mum, and literally every other area of my life. Um, Holy Spirit is constantly bringing solutions to situations where I have found difficult. The solutions just keep coming, and I find them amazing. I'm going to share two examples with you. Um, so the first one is about waking up early. I admire my husband, the way he's just able to get up before his alarm. It was my desire for a while. Now, unfailingly, the Holy Spirit wakes me up before my alarm goes off with a praise and worship song, sometimes two, three, um, Right, so the second testimony is, uh, it actually happened today, and it's with regards to my children. So I'm not going to shame them and go through the details, but (laughs) it's just to say um, that there was a situation where I didn't want to just react or respond, so I just told them, give me a minute. And as I was even saying, give me a minute, Holy Spirit was like, okay, you need to do this, you need to do this. And I did that, and literally all of them got it. And it was, it was amazing to me, because everyone was just silent, and it was, it was just great. Um, so, I'm ending very soon. I, I find the more I'm saying, thank you, Lord, God gives the ease. Sorry, God takes the ease to another level. I also want to encourage all of us to always be thankful, especially in what we might—sorry—especially um, in what we might see as little things, and also to connect our hearts, like our Father says, with prayers and worship. I just want to thank God for our wonderful, fantastic, amazing father and mother in the Lord, Apostle A.T.B. Williams, and Mommy Omar, Reverend Omar Williams. Um, And I also want to thank my lovely husband and children. They too have all experienced ease in every area of their lives. So once again, church, thank you so much. God bless you.
9: Good evening, church. I'm going to be sharing two testimonies this evening. And the reason I'm sharing the testimony is because you shared your testimony. You shared your testimony. Apostle made the declaration that ignited my own testimony. So the first one some of you may have heard, but I'll just read it so I could be quick. I remember a few years ago when I came to this church, my income was based on multiple jobs. I did say then, including Uber. However, I was a senior manager in Tesco's at the time. The more I heard testimonies from brethren of God's goodness, the more I got inspired to believe and trust God for my own testimony. My testimony was to have one job, That will give me same income, if not more, than what I currently earn from multiple jobs. And most importantly, to get the chance to serve God the way it will please Him. I wanted to be more committed to the service and the work of God. Not too long after that, God granted my hard desires. I got a job that dramatically increased my earnings. Imagine your your annual salary and you add a zero to rate. I leave that to your imagination. I was excited to share it with Apostle. So one day I heard my wife talking with Daddy and Mommy, and I took the opportunity to share it with them. They were very happy and prayed for me. In that prayer, they prophesied that I will grow higher by the following year and that I will end double of what I end currently. Apostle reminded me then of how he earned 600 pounds a day as a land surveyor. This was many years ago. Of course, I said, Amen. But after getting off the phone, I thought to myself, what did I just say Amen to? I'm comfortable where I am, you know. So what am I going to be when I end what they've prophesied? So a few months later, fast forward, we had a meeting with one of our directors who interestingly asked if any of us wanted to partner with them by setting up our own organization and contracts could be subletted to us. I didn't take it as anything till I heard Pastor Jeremy share his testimony here, how he got a, a job and not too long after that he became a partner. I still didn't take it as anything. A few months later, I had the Kintemi upstage here. He said, the reason why God increases us is for the gospel, for the work of the ministry. At that point, I said, I will need to take up that offer I was given. But of course, with anything good, the devil will always come in and try his luck to stop it. Some people tried everything they could to discredit me, but God is always faithful. Today... Daddy and mommy's declarations has come to pass. I not only just earn good, I'm also an employer of labor. I have employees working for me. I decide how much I earn. And above all, I still serve God. Anything that will stop me from serving God, I will put it aside. So, thank you, daddy. Thank you, mommy. Thank you, uh, my lovely wife, for your support. And thank you to my elder, Edabalofin, who never stops prophesying for me. Now I am never sharing this testimony. I'm hoping that it doesn't say anything else. <laughs> the word of God, once spoken, cannot return to him unfulfilled until it has accomplished that which it is said to do. Finally, Daddy always said it here it says, Believe in God, you will be established. That's quite easy believe in his prophet you will prosper that's the difficult part why because today so many of us see apostle as he is apostle is not just apostle he is a prophet not until everyone sees apostle as the prophet of our time some people have gotten too familiar with him until some of us change our mindset our miracles will be delayed The disciples asked Jesus, why don't you tell them you are the Messiah? He said they had Elijah, but they didn't know it. I pray my testimony ignites your own testimony. So someday you will stand here and testify of God's goodness. Now the very, um, I've got one more testimony, and that happened two days ago. Daddy said in the month of February, month of February is the month of CFT. Now, this testimony actually started April last year. I'll read it. And could I please, if you don't mind, invite Elder King. Because he's also part of this testimony, but he doesn't know it. My everyday life is a testimony of God's goodness in my life and that of my family. Sometime in April 2022, I got a letter from the police for an alleged traffic offense. I tried thinking back but couldn't remember anything on the letter was a link and they said offense so i logged into the link immediately i remembered an incident that happened i was driving on a street somewhere in Brooklyn area with vehicles parked on both sides whilst halfway the street a cyclist passed by on getting close to me he stretched out his hand and hit my windscreen I was shocked and immediately stopped, I looked back at the cyclist who stopped briefly and continued. I couldn't turn around immediately, even if I did, he would be long gone. I didn't make anything of it, as you can't report a cyclist, as they don't have registration. If I had met the cyclist, I didn't have the powers to request his detail, till I got the letter. Reminded me of that incident. I didn't know he had reported to the police. and He also had um, a camera on his helmet. I was shocked and upset with myself. I didn't report it at the time. Especially as an ex-police officer myself. All I had was to pray for God to vindicate me. And in that month, Apostle said, God will vindicate us. God will vindicate us. And I held on to that promise. I eventually got a letter, a few months later, asking if I could accept three points, if I wanted to accept three points and um, pay the fine, you know, and um, I refused. I later got a letter asking that I would be taken to court where the judge would decide. However, in most cases, it's always in the favor of the cyclist. I went back to the road, reenacted the same scenario. I thought to myself, what could I have done differently? I asked my brother to video me as I drove past the same road with the cyclist riding past. And not one person did what the other rider did. Our Father in the Lord, in one of his messages, said, that was what I said earlier on, that God will vindicate us. You know? So one day I came to church, Elder King, please. Sorry, I'll be very brief. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, the reason why I'm calling Elder King, Elder King is because. God used him to confirm the declaration Apostle had made, but he didn't know it. The day I came into church, I was so stressed because that was the day I got the letter. And in the letter, I was told I will be having three points on my license and I'll be paying the fine. So I came into church. If I didn't come into church, Elder wouldn't have known. He wouldn't have seen me. Holy Spirit wouldn't have used him. So, Elder, if you can please remember, there was a day I stood at the back. You came in and you said, Holy Spirit told you that challenge I'm going through, it is well and it is settled. Do you remember
10: that? <laughs> I
9: don't remember. Now, the reason why I've called him here is because I remember very well. When you are a blessing to someone and it's your nature you may not remember but he who is blessed will always remember so thank you so much elder that's the reason i called you thank you so a few months later i received a letter so holy spirit used elder king to confirm what apostle had prophesied however the court still wrote me a letter Inviting me to court sometime in February this year of 2022. So I again declined all the offers. But in the letter I received, I was given the final chance to accept the offer of three points on my license and a fine. I refused. So fast forward to two days ago, which was on uh, on the first. We got back from over commerce night and uh, i remember the court hearing was in this february but i didn't know i didn't remember the actual dates so i decided to search for the later but in my mind i was upset that why do i have to go to court over what apostle had already declared i would be vindicated why do i have to waste my time to go to court if i have to go to court do they know that my father is a lawyer <laughs> I don't have to bring my dad into this I have lawyers in church that will stretch around the block but I thought to myself, no, I don't have to waste my time, God has already done it so two days ago, I got back from church in the night, I was looking for the letter just to confirm, to remind myself of the date of the court hearing and I saw the letter, which is right here with me, and it was on the 7th of February, which is in five days on the day that I saw the letter so it got me upset again, but God had done it already, even though it was last year. And Apostle have said, this month of February is the month of CFT, so my testimony must be done. I don't have to go to court. So I went to bed, we prayed, went to bed. In the morning, which was yesterday morning, I went downstairs. My wife was playing um, one of the songs, Holy Spirit, um, walk her up with. Which was, oh, happy day when Jesus uh, washed the things away. And I saw that she had taken in some letters from the day before. And I opened the letter, it was from the court. So I thought they were just reminding me the, um, the appointment date was on the 7th. And I looked at it. And I'm not someone who is usually moved by emotions, but I burst into tears. Why? Because they had thrown the case off. For that fulfilling and confirming apostles' uh, declarations. So I just want to thank God, because when God speaks, it may not materialize immediately. You might have doubts, but just hold on to God, because His words, once spoken, cannot return to Him until it is fulfilled. Praise the Lord.
0: Amen. Amen. I just want to make a, a comment. Sister, uh, what's her name again? Hmm? Yeah, Sister Yolapamo, come over, please. That is the woman that first gave testimony. Because I know that she truncated her testimony. Where is the microphone? Please, Dickens, uh, bring the microphone. I want to ask you a few questions so that people may learn. Yeah. And I want everybody to be attentive to me. At a time that you were waiting on the Lord, Yes. we may not be able to go into many more details. Yes, yes. You had a number of people who came in the name of the Lord and... Their statement was very, very you know, discouraging.
2: Um possibly yes, but I can't quite remember. There's because a way I'm already
0: discussed with me.
2: Oh okay, okay.
0: When the you are going through the ordeal. Yes. Some people have various suggestions oh, yes, that yes. what about maybe maybe Yes, undone. yes. And I told you there is nothing.
2: That's right. Yeah. And I think what what also help I've been in C F C for a very long time. I was in my teens mm-hmm. when I started coming to CFC and now I'm in my thirties. So there's there's just this unshakable faith in that's me. That's right. And I knew it was going to happen anyway. That's right. It was just a matter of God's timing. Once exactly. I've settled that in my mind, then there was nothing again. And that's you, how I've carried on over the years.
0: Were you told to do deliverance by any of my pastors? Oh no 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 no, no not at all. Were you told <laughs> to sow a seed? before God will answer you.
2: Uh, Not at all, no. no.
0: You know, I want to say this. When people are waiting, I was speaking when I was preaching that, each one of us will pass through different cross in our life. Don't let anybody tell you that your cross is an affliction. Number one, don't let anybody make you feel guilty for the cross that the Lord permitted you to carry. Because the word of God is faithful. That's right. Delay is not denied. Of course, they, they, they diagnosed that she had a blocked overdose, but that is nothing. Because at least now you can see with the blocked overdose, she still gave back. There is nothing God cannot do. But you see, we have been praying together, isn't it? Yes. But when the time came that the child should come, her prayer changed. I just saw, as he said, I was going and she just came in and, and knelt down. Normally, I would, I would chat with her and stuff. And she was crying. I said, Why are you crying? She said, Speak a word. I need my baby now. And when she did that, I knew that it was timing. And so I spoke into her life. And this is the result. This is the result. It didn't take you three days of fasting. It didn't take you three nights of vigil. It took you faith in the Lord the appointed time of
2: God.
0: Yeah, that's Isn't it? it? Yes. And I also I recognize that uh, you're a man of great you are a woman of great faith. You remember yes. our discussion? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes, sir. laughs> she was I mean the time she was discussing with me there are occasions that would have discouraged her completely. Are yes. we together now? But she has faith in the Lord. That's Delay is not denial I've said to you Delay is not denial It's better for you To wait for your time And give birth to a covenant child you Remember I told you that? That's right That anyone that God delays Is because there's a covenant seed That must come from that person And those covenant children Cannot be born before their time And they cannot be born after their time So if the parents marry before the time The Lord will seal the womb Until the time of that child Then will open the womb so, every one of you, if you are married and you are looking up to the Lord for the food of the womb, be bold. If you, a, uh, if you are a single and you are waiting for your husband to come, don't let anyone intimidate you. Because those are the areas that intimidate people necessarily. Whatever challenges that you face in your life, the important thing is, as you heard us say, be dedicated to serving God. If you can dedicate yourself to serving God. I even know you said this when I was saying that my problem may bring me to God. But my problem does not determine whether there is God. Whether my problem is solved or not solved, my God is my God. That's right. And I know that whatever my problem is... He is just the vehicle that brought me to Him. Some other time, God will allow a problem in your life to draw your heart towards Him because you have not been praying well. He just needed the fellowship. And once you mend your fellowship with God, though it may be a problem that made you get more intensive, the Lord will solve it. So that that attitude of fellowship now will now continue in your life. So, if you are waiting, remember the Lord spoke. The first seven days of February, Manifestations will happen. Amen. Amen. Has anybody got a testimony within a few days? Let me know it. Because testimonies are coming in already. And tonight, because our night is going, I will want us to. I want to hand over to Pastor Taylor now. Yes. You have a testimony. <laughs> All right. Within the past, uh, from the first, second, third, any testimonies? From the prophetic word God said. God said, within seven days, impossibility of your life will be made possible. You remember? And God spoke many things about the first seven days. All of you have testimony for the first seven days. Come out. Because this is more important than, you know, just hushing away before the Lord. It will strengthen the souls of those of you who are expecting the Lord to move. Yes, please. Go ahead.
11: Praise the Lord. Yeah, this testimony is not just for me. I'm sharing it on the behalf of one of our brother that we went evangelizing uh, on the 24th of December. There's a brother that we met on our way going back home uh, after the the the, the wonders that Jesus did in our evangelism. The boy that we spoke to that day, then I brought him to church. Then he said he wants to meet Apostle. Then I brought him to Apostle. Then Apostles have time with him. Then after that he said Apostle gave him his book. Then, so I was following up with him. Because that book, I had that book as well. And I read that book before I joined this church. I don't want to go to that one. So, the boy had the same encounter that I had with that book after I read that book. So he was sharing it with me just before I entered church because I was my way coming from work. I was my way coming from work. Uh, he just called me and he told me. He said, apostle yes, that's He said he was telling me about his encounter that his vision is very clear now. That uh, things began to take changes in his life. I was just sharing the testimony. I said, this testimony, you need to type them down and then send it to me. Then I will forward it to Apostle so that Apostle can celebrate with you. So I just want to share that testimony with our brethren that the guy that we went out to evangelize. And, and I, I was following up with him because after that day, I was asking him. How is your life? How is everything going on? Then I was sending him the scriptures of the days. Then I just sent the full load down of the timetable of our bible reading then i was following up with him asking him teach him how to pray hours of prayer he was doing it and he was telling me what was happening in his life and i was just following up with him i was i just want to give all the glory to god on his behalf i said i would share this testimony today i would share it with Apostle, but i haven't had the time to meet Apostle today I said, let me just share it this is an opportunity for me to share the testimony praise the lord hallelujah
12: Good evening, everybody. So, <laughs> um, straight to the point, in December I was made redundant. I think it's the <laughs> the theme of the season as I work for a tech startup. And I remember when I was moving to this company, I had an inclination in my spirit that am I really going to be here for this long but my husband and I kind of had a conversation and said look let's go for it if it pops it's good if it doesn't I'll go back to the market so when I was told that my role was being selected for redundancy I didn't feel sad and I didn't feel upset lots of people were coming to me like you know this is so bad I remember there's a Christian sister that in my office and we meet to pray every Mondays And she was like close to tears, like this is so distraught, like devastating. And I just kept saying, no, it's not devastating actually. Um, Because a few years ago in my church, there was a prophetic declaration that was made. That famine is coming and in times of famine you will have plenty. So from where I'm standing, plenty is about to come and god has clearly taken me into this role to boost my salary so that i'm in a better position for the next move but anyways you know still having that faith that god was going to you know bring my new role and i should also say i was made redundant in my probation period so technically according to my contract they didn't have to give me anything i often say you hear of people being made redundant from google If they've worked there for 20 odd years, their severance package is going to be amazing. But I didn't necessarily have that as an option. And actually, come December, second week of December, we were told, we've run out of money. Like, the finance guys were like, we don't have money in the bank. No one is getting paid. And again, I just remember my husband saying, you are getting paid. I'm like, no, honey, you didn't understand. Like, they've run out of money. He said, as far as I'm concerned, you are getting paid. I was like, all right, cool. Um, sometimes it 's not good to be too british, <laughs> um, but anywho, I got paid in December amazing, so my bills were paid I don 't think was cool um, and They said that I should have passed probation, so because of that, they're going to pay me two two months' notice, so I still got my salary. And I remember saying to my dad, actually, do you know what, maybe God has given me this month to kind of focus on other, like, strategic things I wanted to do in my life, so we thank God for that. So two days ago, Apostle made a declaration and he categorically said that that which you've been hoping for in this first seven days is going to become manifest. I've been interviewing for roles for the last one month and I interviewed for a role last week, Thursday. It was a 30-minute conversation, literally. 30-minute conversation. And yesterday, they made me an offer. I have, like, I, in my mind, it doesn't make sense because... It's a company that I've been trying to work for for a very long time. I've interviewed there multiple times. And I didn't actually say this to you, um, Apostle, Dad, that when I was in Qatar, I had a dream that I worked there. And I saw the outside of the building and at the time I was interviewing there and I woke up and I told my husband, oh, I've just had a dream that I'm working in this company. So maybe this interview is going to go well. And it didn't go well, but I just I wrote it in my I have a log of dreams that I write down. So I wrote it down. Um, so it's very strange that that has now come to pass. And the other element of it as well was that I'm being brought in to kind of head up the Middle Eastern function for governance in that in that bank so it's like everything that's been happening for the last few years is all coming full circle and I just want to give all the honour and the praise to God because in times of famine we shall have plenty and the second testimony to this as well is that on the 1st of February I got a, um, um, a letter from my current company saying oh there's been a, a mistake so rather than two months of severance we We're going to pay you for three months so basically i'm going to get i got my salary of december my salary of jan my salary of feb and i'm going to get a salary in march when i start my new job so i just thank god like i haven't struggled like god is on the throne so we thank god amen praise the lord
13: praise jesus our god is good and all the time I've been having sharp pain at my left side rib, ribs for since on Monday it started. I went, I called my GP and they asked me to come and did some t- check my breathing, everything they did some tests for me. They, said I'm ok, I'm fine, but the pain was still there, sharp pain, very painful. And uh, on the first I could not come, but thank God yesterday I made it. I sw- I came in, the world, when I heard from my pastor, said, Every bind and selling in your body disappear now. I shout, I screamed, Amen, I receive it. To so the glory of God, I say, Father. And he hasn't started ministration, but that was the word, the word just came for me. I that think I must send the crowd to I see receive it. With... And today, I am here, no pain. I the living God. Hallelujah.
3: Amen. Good evening, church. Um, So my testimony is about my job. So I have wanted to go into contracting for about two years now. Um, However, on the side of my full-time job, I was doing some freelance work for a client um, within a data analytics space. Um, And then uh, whilst working for him, he wanted to give me a promotion with his company um, so he promoted me to the head of de- head of data within his company, um, however my current job sort of found out about that and they weren't too happy about it um, and so what happened was how, so in December I handed in my notice because I wanted to sort of pursue going into contracting um, so I handed my notice in December and then the company found out about it earlier this month about the freelance work I've been doing um, so what happened was um sorry. My um my client had mentioned that I should mention to my full time job that I'm doing freelance on the side because of my con- what it says in my current contract within my role. I didn't listen, so I didn't sort of speak to my current company to tell them what I was doing on the side of my 9 to 5. Um, so when it came out, they said that they wanted me to sort of leave my sort of job early. So this happened on the 31st of January. And on that same day, I got a call for an interview um, on the 1st of February. And I just want to thank God that I got the job, um, the contract role, and I start on Monday, so thank you.
10: Good, good evening, church. Um, so I'm really glad that I have a testimony, another one, should I say. But, um, so it's about my university. Um, I've been studying civil engineering for five years, so I'm now in my fifth and final year um, in my master's. So um, during the course of my studies, I had an opportunity to get on a scholarship scheme, and by virtue of that, I've been able to have two summer placements, and an entire year placement. So that was my sandwich year. Um, And this was with one particular company who's in industry. So that was the favor of God. Now, everything went well. All of my my placements went very well. And at the end of my, now in my master's year, I'm expecting to graduate into that company. Um, And that was, it, it just seemed everything was going perfect. But... Um, towards yeah, at the end of my at the end of my last summer placement, there were some issues around like with my time because um, I had some university commitments, my dissertation, and that tied in with my work. So it was really difficult. I had to ask for some days off. Um, I think that was also during like PVM as well. So to I had a meeting with like my the scholarship coordinators for my company, and to my kind of shock. Um, they said that they don't want to take me on anymore. Um, That was it, like very politely. But I, um, I was confident that I was going to graduate into them. But... I have to say I was not I was not upset at all and it was just the Holy Spirit who really kept me through that and um, in hearing that I just trusted God that something's gonna something's gonna come out of this that I mean God's taken me on this scholarship scheme to the end not to let it just fall to pieces anyhow um, straight to the test well the second part of the testimony um, there was also a Griffiths scholar award that scholars on a scheme can apply in their final year. And I really wanted to apply for that and but I needed a sponsor company. Um, and obviously my sponsor company had said they're not taking me on anymore now it was on Overcomers night I was out in the foyer and Apostle said um, was prophetically spoke that by Tuesday, no before Tuesday um, I think it was what, the good news that you're waiting for it will come to pass so instantly I caught it and I trusted God I held, I held on to that um, testimony and it was bef- because Apostle said before Tuesday now Tuesday was when um, I would have to present for the um, the Griffith Scholarship Award, so I knew it was for me, and I needed the answer by before Tuesday. So um, I had applied on my application, send that off, and through reading the application, the the criteria, God opened my mind to see that there's an alternative part um, to that. That despite you may not have your direct um, scholar endorsement, you can go through a different route. But God just opened my eyes. To see that the provision was already there. So I sent an email like 5 o'clock in the morning and by 10 o'clock, I had gone to bed very late, by 10 o'clock, my company had sent me back an email to say that we're going to endorse you. So I just thank God um, and that completed and to God be the glory, um, the Tuesday, it was, yes, the Tuesday, I didn't actually sleep the whole day and... by God's grace, I was awarded the scholarship. Thank you.
14: Praise God. Praise, 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 praise the almighty God. Now, every convention, I take time off for the convention. I'm a tabernacle woman. Every convention, Satan would try his best to stop me. And so weariness would come over me. And all of a sudden, this convention I've taken time off. And suddenly I've become so tired, so worn out. And my husband said it's because you work too hard. I don't think I work too hard. I I, I don't think I work too hard because I want to be like my spiritual father. He never gets tired. And he said you cannot be like an apostle. No one can be like an apostle. I said yes, I can be like my father. So I don't, I, I disagree that I'm working too hard. Anyway, so I said okay, I will listen to you. i reduce my shifts. So When the shift came out, I said, Okay, I'm just going to put two shifts on. And I pushed two shifts on. It comes on the computer and you just put what you like. I prayed to God to give me what I want and He did. So I was praising God and blessing the name of the Lord. And as I was praising God, the Lord said, Add one more. Two is not enough. Put one more shift. And I said, "Uh, But I'm tired, Lord. So one more. So I went in and said, Put Wednesday. I said, But Wednesday is Bible study. He said, But you can start seeing that. I'll start discussing with God. And I said, Okay. I said Wednesday would have gone anyway, because people pick the shoes quickly, especially early. He said, go to the computer. So I went in. I stopped praising I went in. First week of Wednesday, it was there. I said, wow. Wednesday early, is still there. So I put in for the, the first week. Second week was there. Wow. And third week... There was no Wednesday. I said, Lord, there was, there's no Wednesday. He said, look. I said, there's no Wednesday. He said, look. Apparently, I was looking at Thursday. I wasn't looking at Wednesday. Then I looked. Behold, there was early shift on Wednesday. I said, wow. And I went to the fourth week. I said, I bet I'm not going to see the fourth week. Really, I don't want to do three. I wanted to do two. The Lord said, look again. <laughs> I looked again. And there was an early shift. I said, wow. Then I said, dancing. I said, well, if, if the Lord wants me to do three instead of two, then uh, of course I need the money for something. Maybe that's why God wanted me to do three. And I praise God for that. But this exhaustion kept going on. I went, I went to my husband and said, look, this is what the Lord said. My husband said, if the Lord said three, then it's three. We we'll give you the strength to do it. Then, but this exhaustion carried on to so the point that when I get to work, my guests are telling me, what's the problem with you? You're not stepping out. Normally when you work, you step out. Why is your face down? Your glory is not shining. And mean, this is my work colleague. I said, what do you me. I said I don't feel right. So what's wrong with you? I said I don't know what's wrong. I just don't feel right in me. And it's like when you have kind of malaria and you're so exhausted, that's how I've been feeling. So on the first I fasted and I was praying. I went to work still and I was praying every hour of the prayer, and as I was supposed to say, go to the toilet and pray. So I was doing that and to tell you the truth, my prayer request for this year is I want to serve God more. I haven't written down anything. I want to pray more and I want to to serve God more. And that was my prayer. That was my prayer throughout. So on the first thing we came in, I sat down there and as we were worshipping, sorry my mouth is is dry. As we were worshipping, the glory of the Lord filled this house. Sparkles of flaking white glory was all over the place and I was just worshipping. And Christ was in our midst. And as um, and I said, "So, Lord, what have you presented to us this time?" And as I said, the Lord what have you presented this time." Apostle came in and he said, "I can see the Lord pouring oil on your head." And I said, "Wow!" So that's what you've come with this time. You've come to present oil. And the Apostle, and I was still asking my question. And as I was asking the Lord, "What is this oil for?" And the Apostle was saying, "To break every yoke." And as I was asking the Lord, the Apostle was speaking. And the Lord always does that to me anyway. So I was just worshipping the Lord. And then, yesterday we came here, I was sitting down there as well, and we were just blessing God, I we was just praising God, just dancing and so on. And Dickness Bumps, I call it Dickness Bumps, like by me, always stops to console me. So what is wrong? You look beautiful, you look there. I said, I just don't feel right. I don't feel well. I don't, I really can't place sound on it. I don't know how I'm feeling, but I don't feel right. I said, well, you still look beautiful. I said, I don't feel beautiful. Anyway, I went home, blessed the name of the Lord, pray, and I went to bed. And this morning I woke up, had a bath, went to work, sat down, and something just, inside me just went boom. And I thought, oh, I feel strong. I feel strong, no pain, no ache. I so, wow, I'm going for a walk. And I went for a walk, came back, everything gone, tiredness gone, weariness gone, and I came back from work, I said, wow, have you, all oh, the pains, it's gone, I'm well, I'm whole, like for my husband, I said, you can't believe it, I'm well, I'm whole, I'm ready for this convention, so I just want to encourage you, please, please do not miss the convention, because God is here, and it's about to do miraculous things, so please, please do not miss it, I just want to give the name of the Lord the praise, because I was thinking of all things, is it heart attack, is it stroke, is it this, is this that, But no, my Lord has taken away every weariness, every tiredness, and I'm ready to serve. Praise the name of the
0: Lord. That happened this morning? Ma'am? That happened to you this morning?
14: Yeah, this morning. Totally healed.
0: Let me speak. Do you know something? Where is Dr. Samuel? Please, come over. Because sometimes when people speak, others may not give pay attention. Yesterday, in the in the when we got home late, and um, I think probably it's, uh, it's um, in this morning or in the morning. When I tell you that happened, um, you said that basically around about twelve thirty, twelve fifty,
15: in the in the morning, you started praying. And you continued praying and then by round about I think it was 1 o'clock mm-hmm. you stopped praying because you, God said to you that it's complete. Yeah, I think and that I saw an attack. You saw an
0: attack, yeah. Yes.
1: Put your mic Oh, sorry, you can't hear. Okay, so I'll repeat that again. So round about twelve thirty twelve thirty, twelve fifty. Apostle started praying. And then round about one, one
15: thirty, he stopped praying. I just come down after he had prayed and he said that basically, um, it's complete. What you were saying is that there was an attack that was going on and you said that, watch tonight, someone's going to speak about it, and it will confirm.
0: I saw that the enemy attacks, you know, Christ with Tabernacle members, so when that happened, it happened at 12.50 or so. Like that. I started praying. I went to warfare. Until it was resolved. And it was resolved by 1.30. So to hear this testimony that she had lost this, you know, whatever the, they may be, that have upset the whole of her health. Mm. And she woke up this morning, everything was gone. Yeah. I confirmed that. God broke Hallelujah. the power of the devil.
14: Praise God.
0: I broke the Thank you. Yes.
16: Thank you Good evening, church. Okay, so for the last few years, I've been working and training as a teacher slash a teaching assistant in a school. And in September, um, I had to leave that job, so I left there. And I was kind of deflated. I didn't really want to go back into education, if I'm being honest. So I was sort of looking around for other jobs that I wanted to do I remember telling my mum that I I just do not want to be at a school I don't want to be teaching or anything like that but she was telling me you know I think you should stick you should stick through it you should maybe look for some things I was considering going to study full time because I'm studying part time but um she also told me that told me that I just need to pray about it so I, I was applying to the most random random jobs and when I say random jobs I mean random jobs but um one day I came across an application for um, as a teaching assistant in one of the top schools in in the borough that I live in, and I said okay i 'll apply for it and I obviously did so prayerfully. I said, "Lord, I just ask for your will to be done in this Lord, if this is a door that you 've like opened for me, let me like pass through it." So I applied for the job, I I sent out the application and the application had said that um, the interviews would take place on the week of the 10th of October. So I sent my application and the week of the 10th of October had passed and I heard nothing back at all. The month of October closed and I still hadn't heard anything back so I assumed that I had not gotten the job and was still at this time now I was doing, I was with an Agency. So one day at the beginning of the week, I got a random email from one of the workers at the school, and they told me that they saw my application and they'd like for me to come in for an interview in the next two days. On the Wednesday, Wednesday I think it was Wednesday. So I agreed. I came. um, I, I had to prepare for the interview because I get really bad anxiety when I have to do. Anything that's interview-based, audition-based, I will literally, I'll vomit. Like it's really bad. So as I was going to um, the interview, I was just praying, Lord, just take this anxiety away from me. Lord, give me some a spiritual confidence that when I go in there, I'll just be, I'll, I'll do really well. So I went into the interview. I had a trial with some of the students, and then I had an interview. I thought the interview went well. And then they told me that they'd tell me, they let me know by the end of the week um, if I had the job or not. And also to mention, I had a salary that I I had asked the Lord for. I said, Lord, this is the salary that I'd like. This would be nice, you know, if you could give it to me. So on the Friday, this was the Friday that we were going to have the praise night in November. um, They had called me up while I was um, at another job with the agency and they told me that I had interviewed really well when I, I'm, I don't think personally I'm good at interviews and I usually get sick. They told me they, they thought I worked really well with the children that they'd like to offer me the job. So yeah, I just give all the God, all the glory and all the praise because... I probably would have been sick (laughs) if I hadn't had prayed about it and he gave me the salary that I had wanted as well and I'm really enjoying where I'm working at so yeah
15: praise the Lord good evening sir good evening ma I I've been a member of this church for a while. But this testimony I'm uh, um, I'm sharing tonight is so quick that uh, uh, my faith has increased. First testimony is about 10 days ago. I started feeling, actually about 12 days ago, I started feeling a lump under my breast, left breast. It was very tiny. Then later I started getting bigger and bigger. I started um, getting afraid. Could it be cancer? Could it be this? Could it be that? I got so worried that Um, I was scared to tell my children, I didn't tell anybody, I just kept it to myself, and I was talking to God. I said, in my family, since I, uh, I was born, I've never heard that cancer killed anyone, or anyone even had cancer. So, God, why am I feeling this way, as if it's cancer? But it has not been confirmed. I was just feeling that and Satan was just, I mean, Satan was just making me to be afraid. I get scared. Um, I, I started feeling, uh, having temperature. Oh, I said it's cancer. Oh, it's cancer. Oh God, why? It's cancer. So. One one of the night prayers, I, I have the dates on my phone, I can't remember. Apostle was praying, and I was sitting on my bed with my uh, um, tablet, listening to the prayers. I look at the, uh, 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 most of the time I don't look at the, the phone, I just hear voice because of my eyes. So... Immediately he started the prayer, I look at my tablet, I said, and I saw apostle praying, praying, it was as if he was sweating, then he mentioned my case, he said, you, somebody has a lump under her breast, left breast cancel it. I he, he mentioned all the prayers. I jump up and say, It's me. God is me. You remember me today. God is me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Even though I have not confirmed it's cancer. But because I was <laughs> I was afraid. So I got up and was dancing, dancing, God, thank you. Then I took the anointing oil and rubbed it on it. I said, today, today, tonight, tonight, you are gone. So the following morning, I checked, it was still there. The following morning, I checked, it was still there. Then on the 27th of uh, January, I decided I would go to to see my GP. All the while, I didn't go to the GP. So I went to my GP and my GP tested me. He said, it looks as if the lump is under your skin, it's not actually in your breast. I said, are you sure? He said, yes. I said, said, because I was in doubt, he said, okay, go and do uh, uh, tests. Send me to Guy's Hospital. My son works there. So I called him. I said, tomorrow I'm coming to Guy's Hospital. You know what? It was on the first, which was just two days ago I'm talking about. So I went there. He took me to where they said I should go there for the test. And the, lady, the first lady tested me. Nothing. They did the scan. Nothing. They did the another something, something, the one you put the breast on something and check it, nothing. Then I said, so nothing, he said nothing. So I started smiling and started dancing. She, the lady said, oh, what's wrong? I said, God has healed me. She said, you mean you have cancer before? I said, ah, <laughs> I, I, said I said, I don't know. But I know God has healed me. I know God has healed me. (laughs) Thank you sir. So that's my first testimony. First of February. The month of Christ's faith tabernacle. So on that same first, I got home. After eating. I just sat there. I remember that. Ah. Um. No, I I was just scrolling through my um, tablet and I saw something I wrote there, 1st of February. During the COVID, I was very, very lonely. Actually, I was depressed at a time. And uh, one of our sisters here came to visit me. And uh, spoke to me, everything. You know how nurses talk to somebody who is uh, depressed or something? Because for three days I did not have my bath. Three days I did not eat. And I was at home. Nobody called me that day. No phone call. So I thought to myself, I said, if I die three days ago, it means I will be rotting by now. Nobody, not even my children, called me. I said, this is very bad. This is very bad. I have to move to a sheltered home. So I called all my children and told them off and then asked them to try and arrange for me to get to a sheltered home because I'm too lonely here. So they said, oh, they were thinking about it. I said, oh, it's only when I talk you think about it. So... I applied to Southern Council, nothing. I applied to Manchester because I used to live in Manchester. My son is there with the wife now. I went there, they took me around the council, everything, nothing. They, actually they registered me, I registered with them, but nothing. Then I went to Milton King's, I have a daughter there as well, nothing so that was uh, uh, since 2001 nothing so one day uh, during that time I was depressed the sister that came to talk to me told me that I should register with Time and Talent. It's a group that just meet and talk and cha-cha-cha, all we old women. So I said, okay. So I registered with them. I've been going every, I think, Wednesday or sometimes Wednesday, sometimes Friday in the afternoon. So (laughs) one of the ladies in the center, the uh, Time and Talent group, Now told me about um, a sheltered home near my, not too far from my house. I said, she asked me if I had heard about it before. I said no. So she said I should go there. She gave me the address. I should go there or phone them and register, which I did. Two months after I registered, this was 2002 uh, that I registered. So uh, um, after I registered, no sorry 2001, towards the end of 2001 I registered but they now came to visit me and interview me on the 1st of February last year. So they were they told me it will be ready in April last year but nothing, I didn't hear from them, nothing, everybody. So I said okay But each time we pray, apostle asks us to ask God what we want, I always put it there. Then, come this 1st of February, as I came back from good results, good news from the hospital, then another good news. I was just thinking, then my mind went to this uh, sheltered home again. Then I checked my uh, tablet and I saw the details I put there. I saw 1st February. I was interviewed for the shelter dome on the 1st of February. So I said, oh, exactly one year ago, these people came to interview me and they have not even said anything. I just called them. The man that picked the phone said the lady I was asking for was not around. Asked of my name that he will pass on the message. Say okay. Just an hour, exactly an hour later, <laughs> the lady called me. I was just lying down to have a little rest. Then she said, are you Titilayo? I said, yes. She said, oh, are you sure? I said, yes. What's your surname? I mentioned it. I said, who are you? She said, oh, because the number was uh, strange. I said, uh, it, she said, are you lying down or sitting down? I said, I'm lying down. I'm on my bed. She said, oh, please get up. Go to your sitting room and sit on that, your relaxing chair. I, I was wondering, how did she know my room? How did she know my my house? I said, who are you? I don't know you. How can you be telling me uh, what is in my house? <laughs> she said, because I've been to your house before. I said, really? What's your name? She mentioned it. I couldn't remember. I said, I can't remember your name, but what is it about? Tell me. She said, go to your sitting room first. So I went to the sitting room. I sat down. Then she said, the chairs, are the legs strong enough to take you? I said, what type of question are you asking me? I don't know you. You are asking me if the chair is strong enough to take me. So I said, yes, the chair is strong enough. The legs are strong enough to take me. He said, okay, now, I have a good news for you. I said, what's the good news? Tell me. Tell me, quick, quick, quick. Then she said, you have been offered a flat a, at the a sheltered home on Southern Park Road. I screamed, I screamed, I screamed. <laughs> she said, now you know why I said your chair, the legs of your chair should be strong enough. I know you will jump and scream. <laughs> I was so happy. I was so happy. So I just thank God for favoring me on the 1st of February. First, two two testimonies. Imagine a whole me. Ah. Thank you sir. Thank you ma. I give, all, I give God all
1: the praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want to thank God for how God healed me tonight. I went for S3 and, and they diagnosed me that I have uh, osteoarthritis. That I have pain on my, on my knees. And uh, when I came in this evening, I prayed. I said, God, confirm something tonight. That on my coming to church, God, do something in my life. And something, the Holy Spirit told me that apostle will come out from the, the door there. That will shake me. So when daddy came out, daddy shook my hand. He said, but the Holy Spirit said, I told you, kneel down now. So I knelt down at the back. So when I knelt at the back, uh, before I, I, I can't kneel down on my knees because I normally feel pain on my two legs because of the osteoarthritis. I spoke to Dr. Osharami before regarding the legs before. He told me this is wear and tear. That he gave me some exercise. Spirit said you don't need exercise. It's prayer that you need. So when daddy shook my hand. I was very happy and night down. So when who took the Holy, uh, Holy Communion, God said, I've healed you. You must give testimony. I've healed you. You must give testimony. Then I didn't come out. Those people was telling me that. But I said you should give testimony. But I've healed you. Your legs are stronger now. So that's how I was challenged to come out and give the testimony. So I'm healed of arthritis. Amen. My second testimony, uh, I started the course last year, September, uh, health and social care. And God uh, God has been so good. I'll be finishing it on March 1st. And I'll be asking question about people in the church, which part to follow. So I want to follow the part of uh, mental health and and so that's the path I'm following. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, sir. The spirit of the Lord told me to tell you this. Isaiah forty six, verse ten. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, that a word is still to come. I say. My purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Now, can I just remind you this? The testimonies you have listened to, God spoke, and it happened. In our meeting, God spoke, and it happened. Now, God spoke also, concerning our eyes to see, isn't it? And that is the purpose of the anointing service we had. You are going to ask the Lord, I want to see the end of the matter. My life, open my eyes to see. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. You make known the end from the beginning. Open my eyes and this is the Lord. I want to see, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see. You make known the end from the beginning. There is no reason why those of you who are waiting to be married cannot see the person you will marry in your life. There is no way if you are looking for a job you cannot see the office which you apply to. Tell the Lord I have received from you, let me see. Say to your eyes, I speak to you my eyes to see the things that God is revealing. The purpose of God for my life, open my eyes to see. Father, your purpose will stand. I I want to see. 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 The Lord has said in the days of famine, you will enjoy plenty. God told us in this house from 2021 that recession will come into England from 2022 this year 2023 that offices will be closing down companies will shut down people will become jobless but not so among you he said it is in that time i will exalt you the lord said i will lift you high in the area of finance and he's doing it <clears throat> god is doing it you are testifiers of it god is doing it tell the lord when jesus was to go to jerusalem he sent them to the other city and said go you will see donkey tie down lose him if anybody challenges you tell them the lord has need of it when the lord god told Abraham to sacrifice his son he had made provision of the ram When Abraham goes to the place of sacrifice, he says, Stop, look up, and he saw the ram. Tell the Lord, open my eyes to see. That which is your purpose for me. I want to see, Lord. Your purpose for me. Your plans for me in 2023 to 2025. Have access to it. Have access to it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, I will, Lord. Yes, Lord. Tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. I want to see. your purpose oh god things that no eyes have seen about me things that no ears have heard about me things that have not entered into any mind tell the lord in my dreams speak to me when i'm awake speak to me when i walk on the street speak to me let my ears hear your voice it is my time to talk with God tell the Lord my ears will hear your voice my eyes will see your plans begin to thank God for it begin to thank God for it begin to thank God for it Lord we bless your name Lord thank God for the visions of heaven Thank God for the revelation to my life of my life to me. Thank God for the understanding of your purpose. Blessed be your holy name, O God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. I heard from the Lord say to me, Make a declaration of 90 days in the house of Christ with Tabernacle, and I say, there shall be abundance in this house for 90 days. Let heaven hear my voice and resound. Let the wind be the messenger of my voice to the ends of the earth. I say, as the Lord of hosts lives, in the presence of whom I stand, I declare 90 days of abundance in this house abundance of grace, abundance of mercy, abundance of wealth, abundance of favor, abundance of healing, abundance of miracle, abundance of wonders, abundance of prophetic spirit of God. And the cloud of heaven shall render wisdom of God upon you. Smoke from the presence of the Father shall raise comfort upon your life. Amen. But the power of He who is enwrapped within the clouds, the one whose throne is fire, the one whose eyes can never be comprehended by men or sea. I speak in the name of He that lives forever and ever. Ninety days from this hour, abundance shall come to you. From tonight, count down 90 days, it shall come to you. It shall be mingled with the seven days that have been declared before. Doors shall open, gates shall not be shut. Doors shall open, gates shall not be shut. The one who fed thousands with five loaves of bread and two fishes. He will touch your source of income. He will touch your business. He will touch your reasoning. Innovation shall begin to come to you. Whatever you lay your hands on shall prosper. Provision shall be waiting for you at the point of need. Lord, I thank you. There was a man called Obedidon, And there was nothing to boast about him. But when the ark of God stumbled and Uzzah tried to stop it. And Uzzah was slain by the Spirit of the Lord. David said, don't bring the ark to my palace. Look for a man that is a non-entity. That if he dies, nobody will look for him. Not knowing that God has assigned Obedidon to be a spectacle of God's power to transform in finance, and the ark was received by Obedidon. In three months, in three months, yes, Lord, in 90 days. Obedidam became the riches and envy of the nation. I say to you, christ for tabernacle, in 90 days you will become the envy of nations. The one who holds the key of floodgates, it shall open the floodgates over you. My word will manifest in your life. And my word begins to manifest from now in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' anointed name we declare. Somebody say Amen. Somebody say Amen. Somebody say Amen. Somebody say, Amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Thank God for sights. Thank God for insights. Thank God for wisdom. Thank God for the vision of Heaven. Thank God for the new beginning. Thank the God of all possibilities. Thank the God of comfort. As you call him, so he is. Lord, we magnify thee. We glorify thee, O God. We exalt you, Jehovah. You will never be weary. You will never be tired. You will never give up of good things. Lift up your voice and thank him. Give God the praise, give God the praise, give God the praise, give God the praise. Give God the praise, into the new day praise Him. Father, we bless you. Father, we exalt you. Thank God for the rain. Thank God for the rain. Thank God for the rain. Mas palendos si kalinong siya para kay amolari amaso kaya ledon dasa. Gerobaotekie balori nong dasi gradae. Thank God, thank God, thank God for Ukraine, thank God for Ukraine. Exactly as you prayed on the prayer line God is moved concerning Ukraine. For the past one week things have shifted. The hunter will soon become haunted. Thank God for destroying the plans that the devil has to to unleash in February through Russia. You remember? Thank God for sabotaging the plans of Russia, for frustrating the wisdom of Russia and making it into nonsense. He is the God who frustrates the plans of the false prophet. And turn the counsel of the wicked one to nonsense. Bless the name of the Lord. For the evil plan for February shall not take place. They shall make a move, but they shall fall flat. They shall be to their peril, they shall go. Who is likened unto thee, O God? Ancient of days our King. Bless the Lord for the power of the Word of God. Bless the Lord for the power in your lips. Thank God for answering your prayers in this house. It is written out of the mouth of Babes. I declare my perfect praise, says the Lord. We give you the praise, O God. 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 Thank God for the body of Christ on earth. Lord, we bless you for your body, O God. We thank you for the strength of the latter days. We thank you for the miracles that is following. We thank you for the stirring up of the heart of saints on earth. Thank God for frustrating the delusion of Satan. Thank God for frustrating the delusion of the devil, for setting the captives free in the house of faith, who have been deluded. Oh God our King, God our King, you will soon hear a news from America. Shaka Molote Mele Bumbalemaroda Iridai. A Yeteke Mori Male Dobosi Brakateridi. A messiah appeared and he soon disappeared. Meshka monde Nandra Kabale Nasur Rigabialada. For the law will frustrate the plan of the wicked one over the United States of America. Oh, Mashke Paboro Te Mele Gebuha. Thank God for what God will do in this convention. Thank God for what God has begun to do from the 1st of February. Every day of February shall bring forth manifestation. The 90 days that God has declared shall open heavens over everyone. Anyone that troubled across this meeting, wherever they may be, any part of the world, it shall come to pass that in these 90 days, the Lord will turn their water to wine. Floodgates of heaven shall be opened unto everyone. As the world is going into chaos, more chaos, the church of God is entering into a higher realm. Yes, Lord. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Jesus brought principle and power and made a publisher of them openly. Give God the praise. 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 Give him the praise. Give him the praise. Give him the praise. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. Give God the praise. Give God the praise. Give God the praise, give God the praise. Those who dwell in Salem, give God the praise. Those who have their abode in Zion, lift up your voice and worship him. Oh Lord our God, how majestic is your name. How excellent is your name. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your majesty. Give God the praise. Keep on, keep on, come on, keep on praising him. Your matter is settled in heaven. Your matter is settled by the Father. Give him the praise forever and never. What you have seen is is very small So what is coming to happen. Give God the praise, eternal one. Give God the praise, eternal one, who reigns forever and ever. The God who does whatever he pleases. It is the pleasure of God to turn his mercy unto you. It is the pleasure of God to turn His favor unto you in this very season, to single you out from among many. In the next ninety days, carry Heaven celebrates you, moro lodira, The blind shall see, the lame shall walk, the dead shall be raised, as the gospel is preached. Ya He will give power to the weak. In these 90 days, He will break the stony heart of your spouse. In these 90 days, The King of Glory has come to the rescue of His people. He has come to the lifting up of the voice of His saints on earth. We exalt You, Lord. We exalt You, Lord. We exalt You, Lord. We obey You, Lord. We magnify the Jehovah. Elele master. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My heart is full with joy. For what I see in the heavens that has been sent by the Father coming over you in these 90 days. My heart is full with joy. My joy is complete. Lord, we magnify thee. We thank you, 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 we thank you. The Lord said to me, when a comet, a comet enters the earth, it is by the command of God. For he had determined the season of the comet but when the comet enters the earth he falls and is dead. A news will come from America do not be amazed because the God of heaven weighs the heart of mortal men. He knows the plan, the plan in their secret place. However, the council of heaven Will uh, be established over America. I saw about Nigeria a sword of judgments flashing over the nation of Nigeria, and it has been flashing for a while. but now it came down. The plans that they thought they had shall not hold. For a time, mortal men have called God a fool, but in this season, God is saying, I am God, in the midst of the nations. He will shake the root of many nations in this year. God will shake the root of many nations. God will collide with the God of many nations in this year. He will waste the brain of the intelligence. And the intelligence will say, we don't know what to do. But in the midst of the nations shall a rising light come. Both for America that has been doomed recently into darkness because of the mercy of heaven, it shall be reversed and light will shine again over America. It will be another chance for America to follow the path that God has ordained for them. For the immorality of that nation has reached the highest heights. And the king of heaven is not happy with the last decision made. And he will show himself as God in the midst of the nation. There is no power. That a man has, but that which God has given. There is no power a nation has, but that which the Lord has given. In the history of humanity, God raises kingdom and he brings them down. He raises another kingdom and he brings them down. And so, the kingdom that is and are in this day will soon be replaced by a new kingdom. Listen to me. Ukraine have been wrecked to no nation. He shall soon become a king among nations. They have known the place for fraud. They have known the place for all manners of evil. (coughs) In a short time, many will go from this region of the world to learn how they're doing it in Ukraine. The Lord brought them low and brought them to their knees. He wounded them, but He will heal them. He will heal them and He will restore them. There is no punishment without a smoke of sin. The sins of man, sometimes when they commit it, and the sins of nation look invisible to others. But when the sin of a nation gets to the height, it triggers retribution. But when the avenger goes on rampage in a nation, it calls the mercy of the Father, and the Father will turn His heart to the nation that the nation may fulfill His mandate and ordained mandate. And this is what is happening over the nation of Russia. And when the Lord will bring down a nation, He will cause a nation to rise up against another nation, and another nation shall rise against the nation, and the nation shall be no more. The one that sowed the seed will eat his fruits. Russia will not escape, for the seed they are sowing, they will reap the fruit. The jurisprudence of God is when a nation, the, the sin of a nation rises to heaven, then God will raise a nation that is also doomed for destruction, and He shall attack the nation to execute judgment. And after He has executed judgment, the Lord will judge Him as well, and He shall strip Him of all His pride. We are living in a momentous time upon the face of the earth. The Lord has opened your eyes, and many visions shall be given unto you. As you see, write down. Those of you who have been seeing the glory, you will begin to see clearly. Those of you who have seen incomplete, that you see in part, you will begin to see complete. Because as you see... You will have the knowledge, and He will tell you the meaning of what you have seen. I congratulate you, Christ your tabernacle. Put your hands together for the Lord.